Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Andrew McKenna in St Lucia on a rare day off for the TalkSport team. On today's podcast, Gareth Batty gives his take on England's batting collapse in the fifth and final ODI. We visit an active volcano and I look ahead to the T20 series with the former England fast bowler Alex Tudor in a mud bath. You're listening to Following On. Now, yesterday, England were bundled out for 113 in the fifth and final ODI at the Darren Sammy Cricket Ground before Chris Gale ensured that the West Indies chased it down in just 12.1 overs. Former England spinner Gareth Batty leaves us today to fly back to London to continue his preparations for the upcoming season with Surrey. Before he headed to the airport, James Savundra caught up with him and reflected on the two-all drawn ODI series. I think, if we're being brutally honest, it's a... It's a fair reflection of how the series has gone. I think both teams have done some brilliant things. Both teams have just fallen down at key periods in in games and the breaking points. So um, the West Indies were magnificent today. They really were. And um, uh, Thomas taking five for 21. um, And then Gale coming out and doing what he did. uh, Just blew England away. And we've seen it at different periods in in the series. Just for England, we saw a bit of a lower order collapse in the second ODI. We've seen it again in the fifth ODI, a bit of a problem ahead of the World Cup. Is there a concern with these collapses and do England maybe need to learn to to grit it out when the going gets tough? I think the first one has no real sort of correlation to this one. This one was about the surface and the way the ball was bouncing. Um, Owen Morgan was was quite uh, open at the end of the game saying, you know, England have some work to do on pitches that bounce a little bit and we've got to be smarter about how we go about accumulating a score. Uh, the, f- uh, the second, I think that was a, a bit of both. I think England played so brilliantly well in the first ODI uh, to come back and to see it through to the end. Emotionally, it was more a mental thing. It was difficult. 
And the West Indies, again, they fought. And they fought like hell. They were very, very good. And I think it took England by surprise. So a couple of little tiny pointers to work on for England. But I think long and short of it, it's more the surface in this fifth and final that they've lost that they need to work on, not the other things. Some fans would argue five wickets for two runs. It's pretty unacceptable. Yeah, and, and that's absolutely fair. Uh, people travel for thousands of miles. Uh, they pay very good money to come and watch England. And you can understand why they'd be very disappointed with, uh, with that. I think also, take the human aspect, you know, human beings, it, it can go wrong from time to time. But uh, England definitely um, didn't get it right uh, today in the fifth. And um, it, it's, it's back to the drawing board, definitely. So England bowled out for 113. And if they had any chance of winning the game, they had to get off to a good start. Unfortunately, Chris Gale, he had other ideas. Oh, wow. It was absolutely incredible. I think it was 27 balls, I think, in the end uh, for his 70-odd. It was magnificent striking. And within his... We all know he's very strong and he's powerful hitting, but he had a few beautiful deft touches. So he showed the class. A man that's got two... Uh, triple centuries in test cricket you know he's not just a hitter he's not a slogger this guy's a world-class batter in all formats and he, he just came out today blew England away England were fractionally unlucky but the West Indians deserve that little bit of rub of the green because they performed so well in that first innings and we need to talk about Chris Gale because he scored nearly 200 runs more than anyone else in this series at 39 years of age it's unbelievable the form he's in Yep, and all that experience he's using. We saw in the first ODI uh, in Barbados, he was a little bit slow. He was getting a feel for it all again. He'd not played international cricket for a little while. He got back into the groove, and then as the series has gone on, it was through the gears, his second, third. Oh, let's not bother with fourth, straight into sixth. He, absolutely incredible today. So, look, make no mistake, age is just a number. This fella knows exactly what he's doing, and he's still one of the best in the business. Looking back on the series as a whole now, England draw the series 2 all. There are some positives to take. Joe Root, Owen Morgan, Joss Butler, all have found some form this series. Yeah, and I, I think, don't forget Mark Wood. I think um, there were a few eyebrows raised that just because he went very well in the test matches, should he go straight into the one-day side, who's been so very good and number one in the world? Absolutely. He provided that 90 miles an hour plus in the middle overs. Was absolutely incredible in Grenada on an absolute run feast. All the other guys have done it consistently well. Wood, for me, really came of age this series and he's a shoe-in for the World Cup now. Speaking about that World Cup, who has made their way onto the plane? Mark Wood's had a brilliant series, but who maybe would be a bit disappointed with the way their series has gone? <sighs> Bizarrely, nobody really will be looking over them over the shoulder from the guys that have played. Uh, Moen Ali's had a tough series with the ball from a stats point of view, but he actually bowled pretty well at times. Uh, the bowlers have had a really torrid time. Uh, a few people are sort of questioning Liam Plunkett and so on and so forth, but I thought we saw a really good progression in the series. The batters, for me, pick themselves. Um, I think Alex Sales has been told he is standby for Roy and Bairstow up the top. The rest pick themselves. The bowlers, there's still a, a place up for grabs if somebody can put the hand up. Uh, you know, can a Tom Curran, can a Willie, uh, can a Joffrey Archer come in and go, do you know what? I want to be part of this. So there aren't many days that you can come and spend in the crater of a volcano, particularly one that is still technically active. But here in Sufri, you get the chance to do that because that's what we've done today, thanks to the St Lucia Tourism Authority. They brought us down here for a tour. I'm delighted to say that Monty, our guide, who's taken us around the crater, has agreed to speak to us about this. 
So this is technically, and let's be right about this, still an active volcano. It is an overdue active volcano. Hang on, we, we need to establish it. What does overdue mean? Meaning that our last eruption was in 1766. And according to geologists, Caribbean volcanoes erupt every 200 years. So technically, we are overdue for an eruption. Okay, so this might be the world's shortest interview, so we might need to get on just in case here. Sufria itself, it, the entire town, the entire area, was actually created due to a volcanic eruption. That's like, it, it's a huge size. It is. The actual eruption happened about 32 to 49,000 years ago when our cone-shaped volcano violently erupted. The west wall blew out, flowing the lava into the sea, forming the blacks and the beaches among most sides of the island, the west side of the island, that is. The remaining walls formed the caldera that we're in, which is 12 kilometers square. Keep in mind, the entire island is 617 kilometers square. And it also forms, uh, I think, what, maybe what a lot of people have heard, the pitons. The, the pitons. It, the, the hills and the mountains around here. One of them looks uncannily like the lair of um, Scaramanga in the Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. But that definitely wasn't <laughs> filmed here. But it's an incredible situation here. And you get to come in, experience it, look around and see the, the pools bubbling away behind us. Absolutely. First of the pitons were formed about 200 to 50 to 300,000 years ago by magma push that makes its way up through the crust. Erosion and weathering caused them the shape that they're in right now. But on the island, although you say it looks like some part of the Bond movie, we call them the boobs of the island here. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand why. Um, there is an elephant in the room in all of this, um, and this won't really come across on the radio, but the thing about sulphur pools is they have quite a unique aroma, don't they? Yes. It's actually called the gas hydrogen sulfide, H2S gas. Now, within this area, it's at a very low concentration, less than two parts per million. That's why it smells like rotten eggs. But at a higher concentration, that same gas can become very toxic, odorless and deadly. So, in essence, the more it smells like rotten eggs, the better. Because if we don't take the smell of the rotten eggs, we should be trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. And I'm going to try and describe it as best I can uh, and possibly... If you've seen the film Cool Hand Luke, basically what it would have been like the following morning after the egg-eating scene. I'll, I'll just simply leave that there. Um, Monty, how many people do you get coming through this place? I mean, we're here on, on a Sunday morning, and there's already lots of groups. It's obviously a busy part of the island. It's a very busy part of the island. It's the mercy part of the island. You can't come to St. Lucia if you don't visit the volcano. So on a normal day, actually a normal day is like three to 5,000 people. And that's excluding cruise ship visitors that can double or exceed that number that I just told you. So we're going to head up now to the Mud Springs and we've been reliably informed that this can take about 10 years off of your looks. It makes you look a, a lot more youthful, which is very good news for Alex Tudor, actually, who's joined the team. We'll be hearing from him uh, later on in the podcast, by the way. Uh, so I think it's high time that we moved on. Absolutely. Yep, this is the following on podcast. We're coming to you from the Sulphur Springs in Sufrera. I mentioned... Alex Tudor has joined the TalkSport 2 party. Uh, welcome along to the Hot Spring Pool, Tudes, because we mentioned it, we're in the Hot Springs, we're, tr we're trying to get 10 years younger. No, thanks, Maka. Yeah, awesome to be out here. What an experience to be out there in Sucre, um, in this mud bath, as you said. As soon as it was, uh, we were told it was going to be 10 years off our, off our lives and off our skin, we were straight in there, and um, it does feel absolutely phenomenal. The pools are about 38 degrees Celsius, which is basically a nice gentle bath but if we were to do this about quarter of a mile up um, we'd be 
getting burnt very, very badly because it's actually a mixture of the cold water coming down off of the mountain, mixing with the hot water springs, that means that we're actually able to do this. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank the Lord for that, that beautiful cold spring water because as Maka rightly said, if, um, if it wasn't for it, we would be struggling. Um, but this does feel phenomenal. As we sit here today, we're sort of relaxing in a nice volcanic hole. Um, England found themselves in a bit of a hole yesterday and then some. The fifth one day, I mean, you've been following the series obviously mm. on TalkSport, so yeah. seeing it on TV as well. Nobody saw that coming yesterday. No. That, that was just, well, two days before they were posting 418. To be bowled out for 113, it's just crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, it's amazing, really. I'm always one. I have a little moan about the balance of play with the bat v ball. And I just said, sometimes if it swings or there's a little bit of bounce, and that's what we saw yesterday, it was a little bit tacky. It wasn't like extreme pace, but it was extra bounce, like that tennis ball bounce, and it just unsettled the batsman. And I think it was the highest in a one-day one game where there were actually eight dismissals in the way of a catch and um, of the short delivery. And it just looked like it was very uncomfortable for our batters. Um, their bowlers, to be fair, didn't bowl in the right areas but when they decided to go short it unsettled our batsmen and it was a little bit of a worry really to see that what was interesting was hearing trevor bayliss talk afterwards and owen morgan as well when they both spoke with with mark and goffey about the fact that they keep making the same mistakes whenever they get on a bouncy pitch mm. they don't seem to be able to adjust this is the number one team in the world this is a team six months out from a world cup is this a concern that they're making the same mistakes over and over again and we're still hearing Owen Morgan and Trevor Bayliss going we've got to learn this yeah definitely I think when the wicket is flat we are we're, we're arguably the, the best team in the world hence why we're number one any time there's a little bit of spin or there's um, a little bit uncomfortable with the bounce we tend to struggle our lads don't know whether to stick or twist I think you have to find different methods how to try and score um, we sort of get stuck Technique-wise, where we sort of find ourselves open, when we watch on the flip side, Chris Gell, he actually enjoyed it because he was allowed to, you know, back away to the leg side because he knew that the bounce was going to be true, and he just flayed it all over the place. It was unbelievable to see that live. Just you know, Mark Wood bowling 90 mile plus, and him dispatching him on top of the stands. Um, you know, two two rows back um, was something to behold. So much has been talked about Chris Gale. We can, we can almost park that for a bit, but I want to get your thoughts on seeing O'Shane Thomas in the flesh for the first time. 22-year-old kid who is already bowling quick. There's something there for the West Indies to work with, isn't there? Yeah, when I went out to the middle, I mean, I'm, I'm six foot five and, you know, I've got a little bit of size on me. He was an absolute mountain. Um, he's a big, strong lad. Some obviously say that he's carrying a little bit of weight and needs to lose that, but what, what he does have and you can't take away from a fast body has natural pace as I said he's very tall um, he gets that steep bounce what unsettled our batsman yesterday and um, he's one that they're going to want to look after for sure and I think you know for cricket in the West Indies you know you need the likes of him um, and others to step forward and take this team forward because at the moment with Jason Holder at the helm they are looking a decent side and an outside pick possibly for the World Cup yeah, I mean, I heard someone saying yesterday you can get the West Indies at 20-1 to 1 for the World Cup. 
they're, they're going to cause some problems for a few teams. And I can only see that price getting smaller mm. the further they go. Um, just looking at it then, one day series finishes 2-2. Disappointment for England, but they didn't lose it, I suppose. You know, that's a positive they can take. Now we're going to go into the T20s. And now we're really going to... Blimey, if we thought the 50 over game was explosive, <laughs> you know, T20s even more. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're right, Mako. It's... Um Unbelievable, and a little bit where West Indies sort of come into their own with T20. They've got so many players, and as you rightly say, they've got individuals to come back in. Um, you think of Evan Lewis is not even in the side yet, come back from injury. Russell, um, Andre Russell is to come back, um, and we all know how devastating he's. Most probably the, the world's best all-rounder in T20 cricket, and has been for many years. So there's excitement. There's going to be explosion. There's going to be a lot of pace, and the batsmen are going to have to be on their metal. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the following on podcast today. It's been a little bit different here on TalkSport 2, but we're trying to give you a flavour of not only the cricket, but also the places as well. And certainly, Sufria here in uh, St Lucia has been a little bit different. The T20 series starts on Tuesday, of course. Every ball of it will be live on TalkSport 2. Unlike Sri Lanka, it's a three-match T20 series. This time, in Sri Lanka, it was only a one-off game. So it's one game in St Lucia, followed by two instant kits and of course as I say all of those are exclusively live on TalkSport 2 so that's it from the following on podcast for this week to make sure you never miss an episode subscribe to us on your uh, podcast provider however you want to do it make sure you never miss an episode and we'll always try and bring you the sights and the sounds of the Caribbean as England are here for just another week or so and it'll of course be live on the following on podcast and on TalkSport 2